Okay, Visualist Podcast, episode 66, Visualist Gmail.com, Visualist on SoundCloud, Visualist uh, Instagram, Visualist Twitter, V-I-S-E-R, this is a Gmail. Let's get right into it. <laughs> Gonna get right into, good. thank you. Gonna get right into favorite segment, trifling in NYC. <laughs> Woo! Had to, had to get right to, we got a bunch of good, good stories here, even some international International trifling. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> trifling all over the world. Was that ludicrous song, Pimping All Over the World? Uh, is it ludicrous? There's definitely a song like that. I think it is Pimping All Over the World. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when like, every album had to have like the, that song, quote, song for the ladies? <laughs> they did. They had to have that song for the ladies. I think Pimpin' All Over the World was his, his attempt at a song for the ladies. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh... yeah, don't worry about it, girl. Even when it, Don't worry about me being out of town. I'm telling you up front that I will be with other women. <laughs> international. Well, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I think his wasn't Pimpin' All Over the World. His was the Area Codes one, I think. I think he did both. Really? I think Area Codes, first of all, Area Codes was such a hit. That he then was like, okay, well, how do we top that? Well, just let's not restrict it just to the U.S. You know, international codes that you got to put that plus sign in. I think <laughs> plus, like, oh. plus, plus 44. Oh, my gosh. Don't talk about that fucking plus sign. <laughs> uh, how do you do the plus on a regular phone? I don't know. All right. Well, you, I know you got your international story coming up. So let me just burn through mine really quick. Mine are Okay. Um, so I was at, um, you know, I was at Iggy's watching, um, um, I think it must've been like the K, the KF, KFC championship, uh, the AFC championship. <laughs> KFC championship. <laughs> oh, I was beautiful. I was reading an article, the Wikipedia article on the double down sandwich <laughs> earlier. So that uh, had something to do with that Freudian slip. But oh, anyway, gosh. there was an ad that came on, and I was actually I was actually just by myself. Yeah, um, I, I I don't. Sometimes I like to go watch games just just to be out watching a game. So I'll I'll go to sports bars around here. So anyway, um, I was watching that, and I was listening to music. Um, I think I was listening to the new James Blake album. Okay. Um, and I was look, sort of looking up at the TV, and there's some ad came on, and. I I, forgot, I really wish I could remember what it was for. And maybe it was for some video game or, or something like something where someone was wearing a weird outfit, like a weird, like cream colored, like army uniform or something. And okay. I literally like I thought I was thinking to myself, this guy looks like he's like a like a broke universal soldier. Mm. Just based on the outfit he had. But. But then, like, the bartender who was next to me and the, there was another guy sitting next to me, they both looked over at me as I was thinking that. Yeah. And it turned out that actually I wasn't thinking it. I had actually spoken it out loud and mumbled oh. it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so I mumbled, looking like a broke universal soldier <laughs> while looking up at the TV. They looked to me and they said, what? <laughs> and I was like, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, wait. Wait, how did you hear that? 
and they're like, yeah, what'd you say about a soldier? I was like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, my bad. No. Oh. I totally thought that I thought that to myself. So they they immediately, they didn't want to engage with that. Um, like, these weren't regulars that I that I knew. Um, so they just kind of went back to their their thing. <laughs> the bartender like was like... A broke universal soldier. <laughs> you know from the movie, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie from the 90s? Oh, I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I saw it. I remember the trailer pretty well. <laughs> you just remember? I never the saw it. I remember because he did like a jump, like this sick ass jump kick in the trailer. Yeah, Dolph Dolph Lundgren's in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's one. Um, another one. I was at, I'm not gonna say which bar is that Lower East Side bar, but some uh, some total annoying Jenica type. I'm not saying her name was Jenica, but her, her, her vibe was, uh, Jenica, come over here. Like that. So I was sitting at the, uh. sitting at the bar. Um, she comes up behind me like, so I can hear her. And she's like, and uh, she's like, oh, uh, uh, Jenica, what do you want? Okay. Um, and, and she did a drink order. The partner's like, oh, I need to see your ID. And she's like, Oh, I don't have my ID, but I have a photo of it on my phone. Is that cool? And a I, photo? Yeah, she had a photo of like the front of her driver's <clears throat> license. Okay. Like, what, what she is purporting to be her driver's license. And the bartender said, yes, that is fine. No, come on. Now. Yeah. And I was like, well, the thing is, like, I was I was initially happy at first because I was like, oh, great. She thinks she can get away with this photo of the photo uh, of my ID thing, which I've seen in person not work. I've seen it not work at a, at a relatively empty bar, too. This was a, this was a packed um, like Thursday night or something. And I was like, oh, great. There's no way that the bartender is going to take a photo of an ID, especially in the strict ass Lower East Side where like. Apparently the cops are cracking down, and so they, they're, yeah. like, they're carding like people who are clearly in their fifties. Um, but no, she not only did she. So I was like, "Oh, great! I'm not going to deal with." They're carding people in their fifties. Yes, yeah. I'm not even joking. Like the like this British couple came in uh, at uh, at Iggy's. This is a separate incident. Um, I think it was actually that that night. I was I was thinking out loud. Um, this British couple came in. The guy had his ID, but the woman she was with didn't. And they're like, really? And they're like, yeah. And like the partner's like, even like the guy tried to show his like British driver's license. And she's like, I can't even accept that. It has to be like, um, like, uh, like a state a issue passport? ID or a passport. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look at me. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and it was like, okay, great. I'm not mm. going to have to deal with, you know, Jenica and her, and her friend. Uh, right. And, and no, the bartender's like, yeah, sure. Picked up, grabbed her phone, took a look at it. Like, okay, you're good. What do you want? Oh, four of the hardest, longest to make drinks that'll keep me from serving any other customer for the next 20 minutes? Sure. I've never uh, seen that work. I haven't either. And I mean, luckily I wasn't thinking out loud then because I, I mean, I might've gotten... Jenica and her might have gotten my seat because I'd be out <laughs> out of my ass in the cold. Yeah. They would they would 
people wouldn't have appreciated that Mm-mm. your comments your thoughts Some commentary no <laughs> keep those to yourself <laughs> like, what bouncer would be like as he's like yoking me up like didn't your mother tell you don't have anything nice to say hey hey man don't no listen to me you can let me finish yeah i know don't say anything at all don't say anything at all yes so that didn't work okay um and then this one i, I was just now I, I was out uh, i guess last weekend which i knew i was i was going wrong i was out with a friend in the lower east side on a saturday night yeah, and not even in the lower, lower part of lower. Well, no, I was. I was actually we were kind of bouncing around the lower, lower part and um, the area closer to where I live, um, and it was crazy. Like the the bars were filling up with the Brolos and the Jenicas. Oh boy! Like it it was it was uncanny. Like I would be there and like twenty minutes in, like I'm I'm enjoying my drink, about to get another one. And all of a sudden, there's like it's like a clown car of like Brolos and Jenicas, Mm-mm-mm. and it's like they're following me. So I'd I'd leave. I wouldn't get that second drink at the bar. I'd go to another like there. Okay, there's another place. Go to another place. Okay, cool. Not crowded. Boom. Thirty minutes in. And Brolos you know, we, and Jenicas. Yeah, and we wound up at uh, Lucky Jacks, which I I should have known going in. It's gonna be trouble. And sure enough, it was. And like we were back by like the they have the uh, shuffle puck table, right? And people were oh, getting, that's what that's called shuffle puck. That's what I call it. I, I think it is technically still called shuffle board. Oh, all right. <laughs> but you no use, it's, a, it's a smaller version. You use the, these things look like pucks, so shuffle puck. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But I don't know if I'm just getting old. I mean, I am, but like. Just hooting and hollering and stamping on the floor. That's what they were doing. <laughs> hooting and hollering stamping on the floor. Yes. <laughs> they were, uh, sorry, they were up hooting oh, and up hollering. And they were us uh, stamping uh-huh. on the floor. Oh, okay. I'm like, I get being drunk, but like, why do you have to scream? What is with the screaming? You know, am I old? Uh, I I don't like the screaming if it's unnecessary. Well, when is it necessary? Only only if it's uh like an athletic event, I'll let it go. You know. Okay. If they're watching, if they were watching sports, it makes sense. You know, if you're cheering, but otherwise, if you're just talking, like what was what are they screaming? Laughter? Is it joy? Was it? It was joy. Yes, joy and laughter, but at, at winning at shuffle puck. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. like I could, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, the hooting Definitely. and hollering was like I could have dealt, but it was the stamping on the floor that came with it. That's what really threw me off because I was like, I don't really like being in crowded places, and like I can deal with one of those. And then like they were stamping so much, like I was sort of jostling on my bar stool. My bar stool was jostling, so now I'm kind of like on okay, edge. that's that's too much. They weren't stamping <laughs> enough. <laughs> I was, they was, I was being jostled. It was awful. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was wiggling. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, no way they were stamping that much. They were stamping a lot. I mean, they were stamping a lot. So okay. So that was just last weekend. So now, 
So now I have my next one is this one's just one I, I that crossed my mind. This is actually from 2005, right? This is a long time ago. I just remember this trifling ass story that happened. Just because I was, um, you know, I was new to the city, and I I still hadn't made that many friends at the uh-huh. time, um, and I was actually living with my girlfriend um, at the time. It was a college girlfriend, and she after she graduated, I, I was a little ahead of her. After she graduated, she came and moved in with us, uh, me and my okay. roommate at the time, um, and so. Uh, a guy I worked with, like this new guy started, started at my job and he was pretty cool. He had just graduated too. And he invited me to, uh, like a housewarming party. Like he had just moved to a new apartment in, um, Brooklyn. I want to say probably like, um, probably like, like East Williamsburg area. Okay. Um, God, I don't even, I don't even remember it. It felt like, yeah, like Bushwick or East Williamsburg. And at the time, I lived in, um, like, West Harlem. And so this was a housewarming on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he invited me, say, like, the Wednesday before. And he's like, yeah, we're going to – he sent an e- – I guess he sent an email to, like, an email group. And he said, we're party's going to start at 10, um, so feel free to get it. It'll be going – I think he said it'll be going all, all – I, th- I don't even know if he said it'll be going all day. Or he just said the party's at 10, come through. He just left it at that. All right. So there was okay. a bit of an so there's a bit of an ambiguity there. Well, that, there there isn't, given what I know now. But given back then, I was still new to parties, n- not used to being invited out <laughs> that much. <Okay. laughs> new, let me say new to city parties. I mean, I certainly was not any stranger from college parties. But you know, I'm in the big city now, right? Uh, and it's and it's a housewarming, and it's in like you know late spring, so it's nice out. So I, I thought that there was – I wasn't sure if it was 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. So because – right? Uh, so, okay. <laughs> so he didn't say in the email. So I was like – I was thinking and I was talking with, with my girlfriend at the time. I was like, huh, well, I wonder if he's doing like an all-day thing, you know, like a, like a nice housewarming. It's a nice day. Maybe starting at 10, you know, all day, all night. I think he somebody said, we're going late. Start at 10, we're going late. Like, so you see, there's an ambiguity there. Now, knowing what I know Five, now. 10, going late, all right. So if they say, yeah, starting 10, going late, you're new to the city. Would you have assumed 10 p.m.? Yes. Okay. I don't know why would you would have gone for 10 a.m., well, here's what it I was He wasn't like inviting you over for brunch. <laughs> <laughs> it later turned out that no, he was not inviting me for brunch. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, even, or even lunch or even dinner. Um, uh, but I was like, shit, if, if he does start at, well, if it is starting at 10 a.m. and it's going all day and I don't show up till 10 p.m. or later, you know, maybe the party will be dead by the time I get there because they've been drinking all day. I'll have missed out on all that. the I'll have missed out on all the festivities. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't want that. Right. So let me play it cool. Tell you what, let me just get there, hmm, say three, four. Okay. And uh, oh, and here's the best part. Um, I'll just go, I'll walk by the apartment at around three, see if I can like sort of hear people 
partying it up. If they are, um, you know, then I'll go in. But if not, then I'll just kind of hang out around Brooklyn and, you know, get to know Brooklyn. And then I'll go back. Huh. Okay. okay. So that was my plan. And of course, my, my girlfriend at the time was like, no, they definitely mean 10 p.m. I'm not going. If you want to go, go this. <laughs> I'm glad you, you had somebody telling you this. If you go this <laughs> this early, I'm definitely not going because they definitely don't mean 10. It's going to be super embarrassing. And if it is 10 p.m., I don't want to be on the subway by myself going all the way from West Harlem to Williamsburg. Um, that's a long-ass trip, and I don't know how to get there. I'm not used to the subway system. So if you want to go with me, you're going to have to wait till 10 p.m. And I was like, well, I, I uh, okay, well, have fun here tonight alone in the apartment because I'm going. <laughs> I'll be there at 3 p.m. Thank you very much. We did, we did break, it, break up a few months later, but for totally unrelated reasons. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I so I straight up, I do go there at 3, and I'm walking from the subway, and there's a guy um, who gets out with me. He's ca- already carrying a bag of, like, alcohol. Like, um, like, a, like clearly like a six pack of like uh, a booze or something. Uh-huh. So, and he's walking the same path. Like we're walking sort of the same route and we're sort of like, I think I, I had also brought some, so I guess I had some on the subway. And so he asked me, he's like, Oh, are you going to Mike's party? Cause we, cause we were like, we were making the same turns like on the street. Oh. Right? So after like a couple turns, he's like, Hey, are you, Oh, are you going to Mike's party? And I'm like, Oh yeah. He's like, what's your name? Um, I'm like, uh, my name is Visceralist. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, my name, my name is uh, Jack. Um, yeah, I'm a good friend of Mike's. Um, he actually wanted me to come early to help set up. So I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and he's like, did you, did he rope you into setting up too? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I guess. Um, I mean, he didn't mention the setting up, but I, I guess maybe he tricked me. <laughs> so the problem is, at this point, I'm in. Like, I'm in. I can't, I can't go do my little Brooklyn adventure on my own to wait. No, no, not allowed now. This guy put the kibosh on it, so I, so I went in. You got roped in. I got, I got in. He's like, ah, oh, hey, Jack, what's up? Gives him, like, daps him up. Like, you know, it's a good long-time friend. Dap up. Right. And he looks at me. He's like, it's like what? What, do, um, what are you doing here? <laughs> and like, they clearly had to set up. Like, I think this guy, Mike, like his girlfriend was still in her pajamas, just on the couch, just kind of lounging. Mm. Like maybe they had just mm. finished eating brunch. And I was like, oh, I thought you might have meant 10, 10 a.m. He's like, no, no, no. Oh, did we not? No, I said 10 in the email. And I'm like, like oh. yeah, but I didn't see any AM. But you didn't PM. say AM PM. He's like, well, he's like, first of all, I think I did. He didn't. Uh, but it's obviously, it's obvious. I mean, okay, hey, it's. But then he's like, hey, it's. I mean, it's all good. <laughs> like you can help us set up if you want, or just chill, or you know, if you want to go walk around or something, like just check out. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh so and you know what like i you know this is one of the things you have to develop in new york like i like my gift to gab like i was just like fuck it i'm staying and i just started talking to people and like you know i'm able to get along with pretty much everybody so like yeah so i i was there till probably like two in the morning (laughs) 
and that's when I left. So I was there, like, so I was there, like, and like he was like, I remember. Oh, I'm surprised God. I remember this so well, but as I'm talking about it, like he was like he was like this. This guy was like, yeah. He like introduced me to his friends, and I'd be like, like yeah, he's been here since like 3 p.m. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I don't, and then I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Mike didn't put AM or PM in the in the email, so. <laughs> so, so you know, you guys were confused too. You guys so I probably you, right. you were confused too. You probably had a conversation with your girlfriend about whether or not, yeah. So that was that was probably one. That's been my top five biggest party fouls that I've committed in my life. It's definitely not number one. Um, and maybe I'll tell number one some other day, but, um, it's definitely top five. Like, yeah, that was like, what would you have done? Like you, you, you know, you've hosted parties. Uh, have you ever had someone show up that bad or like, or, or do something like, no. like that embarrassing? I mean, not I've like, never, no, not like that. I've had people come super early and it was fine just come and hung out they okay, you know, so you do. like like what your friend said not like as early as you like seven hours early <laughs> but it's like oh yeah we're not ready yet people are supposed to be here a little later so you can right. you know you can chill out have a drink or just help us you know put this do that yeah, yeah it was fine no problem have you had people show up super late ever um like way too late you're already like winding down about to go to bed no shows up ready to party i've had people like um like text to want to do that i was like sorry Uh, man okay okay people are gone we're done or i think i've done that before and that's a shitty place to be (laughs) showing up and it's like oh hey everybody oh (laughs) <laughs> but it's oh, really only like four people and like three people, people are, are the ones that like three other four live there live and there, then yeah. you're like <laughs> yeah that is that is awkward especially if you've made the trip already <laughs> yeah i've done that one before huh. but never the never the super early yeah that was well you know it, it i it, i've never done anything like that before like I never, you know, you learn. I learned my lesson. Learn, definitely learn yeah. about life in uh, in the big city. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was. Anyway, let's let's move on. To, we don't have to wallow in my lack of social graces. Um, yeah. You have. You're better now, though. It's yeah. I'm better now. Better now. Uh, right. Is that what mm. you're referencing? Okay. Why don't we just not, get to your, your international sure inc- international incident? That's that's your boy Post Post Malone. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. you know that so, song? I I don't. Um, I only know also, a couple Post Malone songs. Okay. All right. Even the Grammy nominated artist. I, I yeah. We are recording, so if you, that's what you want to be officially on record, okay. Only knowing a couple, only a couple. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Um, so, so I you, went to Mexico for a wedding. Correct. Yes, you you referenced um, this last week uh, or last episode. To, um, I did. It was much calmer than I was expecting. You know, no real, no real dramatics, no real fireworks. Well, there was a guy who had gotten hit in a 
in the head with a with a beer bottle at a, at a bachelor party. Is that right? Was he Alle- allegedly? Allegedly, that story became more dubious as it was explained. <laughs> it changed. It changed every time he said it. So basically, he oh, was alone. Shit. He was alone when it happened, and he was drunk. He was like really drunk, and he's not really sure what happened. So he was like sort of changing things. He's like, I don't. I think somebody hit me. <laughs> I mean, he did have some like. It wasn't fully healed, so something definitely happened to him. Okay. Um, but it's, no one's a hundred percent sure because he was alone when it happened. Wow, that's that. Yeah, wow, that adds a new level of weirdness. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I but think it, that's, it was that's a post Malone song <laughs> title too. Congratulations. I'm gonna look into that. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Run down the Post Malone catalog. <laughs> I mean, between the both of us, you're the one who quoted it. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, so it was pretty quiet. But when I don't remember. No, this does happen in the United States. When you check in, they ask for ID and a credit card. Um but they make the copies. I haven't checked in a hotel in the United States. In a uh, I think they do. Yeah. They always ask for a credit card. But I don't know if they ask for ID. Do they? Yeah, they ask for ID. Um, yeah, I was just. I checked into a hotel in Wisconsin over the summer, and yes, they required both. Yeah. So at this at this hotel, they do. Then they make the copy. But this guy said he was going to hold on to them, and I was like, uh, I was Wait, like, hold I on guess. to your ID. Yeah. I mean, I think he was hmm. supposed to make copy and give it back. Okay. But he held on to them instead, which I didn't really mind. I was like, whatever. It was my driver's license, but I haven't, I was carrying a passport with me anyway, since I was in Mexico and, um, right. I didn't really, I didn't really need the credit card. Okay. Um, so that part was like a little odd, but whatever. So everything was fine. And then it was time to check out. Um, and it was a different person at the desk. Makes and, sense. And she was like, all right, anything else? He's like, no, all good. Um, I'm just going to need my driver's license and credit card, though. She's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's right here. And so she has, like, my file, I guess, like, my guest file. And it's the, I see the copy. It's stapled as, like, whatever. It's all part of my file. Like, there's, like, my booking information, my bill. And then there's right. my – I see the copy of my ID in my uh, card. I was like, yeah. She goes, here you go. And she rips that off and gives it to me. I was like, no. <laughs> Wait, she, here you go. Here yeah. Here you was go. Like, and she handed you the, the photocopy? Yeah. I was like, mm, no, I'm going to need the yeah, that's physical all I need. copy. I said, no, no that's I need the I physical can, copy. I can get into the bar uh, with the photocopy of my ID if they need to check. I yeah, can, use... I can go down the Lower East Side. That's all good now, right? <laughs> yeah, I can use this copy of a credit card at Macy's. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, I said, no, I need the physical edition of both of these. She right. looks at me. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe there's a language barrier, but she's been speaking English the whole time. Then every time I see her, she just talks, she starts in English. Right. So I said, um, I gave my ID. She goes, No, it's right here. I said, Okay, I understand that. <laughs> she said, No, I it's gave, right here, pointing to the to the photocopy again? Yeah, I said, those are copies. I need no, the actual Lord. ID and card. I gave them to the guy when I checked in. You gave them to him? Yeah. But these are the copies. I realized that. 
I need the physical ones. <laughs> wow. So she's like, okay, let me check. So she goes and looks behind. I guess there's like this cabinet. She goes in there and she opens this lockbox and looks in there, flips through two things, turns around. I see what she's flipping through. No, I don't see it. I'm like, okay. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I'm about to turn into a uh, universal soldier out here. Yeah, and exactly. get the jump kicking people. So I go, okay. Um, so, well, let me see if I can with my coworker or whatever teammate. Well, I don't remember the term she used. If he can find, so right. he finishes whatever he's doing. He comes over and she tells him, and he looks at me. He's like, oh yeah, I remember because he's the one that checked me in. Okay, so, so yeah, he's the he same needs, guy. Right. So he's like, he needs the his ID and his card, and he goes, oh okay. He looks in the exact same spot that she looked. Right. And takes them out. I was like, oh. okay. They happened, he had a post-it note stuck to them and wrapped around them and with some writing on it, probably my name. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're right here. I was like, I looked at her. Like, <laughs> so he hands them to her. Damn. I'm looking like, uh, you really see that? He looked in the exact same place that you looked. I was staying pretty calm. I was staying real calm the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't need to freak out yet. I was like, if he comes over and doesn't find something, then it could turn into freak out hour. But I was like, right now I'm okay. <laughs> freak out hour, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. The whole hour was a lot of freaking out. out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, if, if, it's, if it's international, you got to definitely be judicious about whether or not you're freaking out. You got to deploy that um, with precision. Right. Um, so that happens, and she goes, oh, it's right here. She gives a little gaff. I'm like, ha thanks. I was, you know, I was cordial. I was like, all right, thanks. Then she looks at my ID and looks at me, and she goes, that's you? I said, oh, no. Come on now. <laughs> Wait. So when, when she was looking through the, the files earlier, was she just trying to go by, by photo? And just like, if know. it looked like you? I, I don't know what she was looking for. And she goes, wow, you look so different. I was like, come on. <laughs> I, I, I said, I just made a face and said, really? Because this license is like six months old. I just got it in July of 2018. I can't look that much different. <laughs> like my hair is longer, but that's it. Like, oh, wow. So I just then yeah. So I'll say like yeah. Also, at me like oh, even if uh, well that doesn't that doesn't seem that rude. I mean, I, well I guess I didn't ask for details. I was like I didn't want. She didn't say like oh you look so much older oh, in real life looks, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you look oh uh, so much more older and flabby. I was I was turning mas, it. Yeah, mas was, gordo, mas gordo in, oh, uh, wow, in la vida wow, real. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Gordissimo. <laughs> That's actually Italian, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, so I just took it and, and walked away. I just, right. she's oh, you look so different. And I was like, mm, not really though. And I don't know if you're yeah. trying to say something to be clever and like funny or trying mm. to like this is some kind of like some rudeness, a little right. jokey joke, or maybe you're trying to use that as a reason why you couldn't find the shit. But yeah. I'm just gonna take this and move on. So I took it and left. But yeah, there was there was a moment where I was like. My heart was going a little fast, and I was like, "If I if they don't find this shit, yeah, I'm gonna have some problems." Well, that's I mean, yeah, it's lucky that the the same guy was there, right? But, I mean, I would yeah, have definitely. I was like, very fortunate that he was there. When they when he took it on the sign in, I would have maybe made sure to get his name. 
um, just to make sure. Like, if we got a, because you're gonna say, well, some guy took it. Well, which, which guy? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Who, who was working on on I don't know Thursday or whatever. Well, I, you know what? What was? His yeah, name? I mean, I'm sure they have that record, but you know, based yeah. on her p- previous performance, there's no way she's gonna be able to find that information for me. <laughs> yeah, that that is frustrating that he looked in the same, the exact same area and found the exact it same spot. He's like, yeah, it's right here. I was like, come on, girl, for real. Hmm. <laughs> what's up? What's up with you? Yeah. And they made us have these wristbands at the resort. So I stayed in two different places. And the second place I checked into, they did the same thing, except they just made the photocopies of both and gave me back the physical copies. Right. Uh, but they made such a big deal of these wristbands at the first place. This is how we know you're a guest. It helps us keep things secure, blah, 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 all this and that. And then when we checked out, they didn't say anything. They didn't cut them off or nothing. I just wore it the rest of the time. And I was at the other hotel. So I came and went freely at both hotels. Wait, you were at two different hotels for, for one wedding weekend? Yeah, it was it was a problem with the availability of the room, so I had to like book part of it. it was oh, annoying. shit. So, but they but both they used made, the same type of wristband? No, only one did. And they made such a big deal out of this wristband. Like, you can't lose it. You know, this is for security, how we know you're a guest, blah, all these things. And then when I checked out, they didn't cut it off. They didn't, say, they didn't do anything. And that I kept is- going back into that hotel like it was nothing. Like, they would look at me a little funny because it's only, like, a few people working there. <laughs> it was still that same girl every time I came in, but I had the wristband. And she didn't say anything. <laughs> I want like, you to you listen. You know I checked out. I know you know I checked out. Listen, listen, this, listen to this really quick. Hold on. Um, see if you can. Okay, this isn't working. Can you hear this? It's funny you no, talking about wristbands. No. Okay, this isn't going well at all because I'm actually still wearing a wristband from the event i went to on friday yeah um that you know it sucks it, it's just weird that you're mentioning wristbands wearing wristbands on the weekend and what really su- is sucking right now is i'm actually trying to cut it off with scissors but i'm it's on my right wrist and I'm oh using i hear my some left clicking hand. yeah you, yeah it's and it's not working okay well it is awkward to cut stuff with your off hands so i'm just gonna I'm just going to live with this, I guess, for the rest of my life. Unless I ask someone to help me. You really can't cut it off? Um, They're dull scissors, and this is a pretty effective wristband. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, so is that... I thought it was going to make make a nice, clean, like, snipping, like a nice, clean snipping sound, and it's going to be great audio for the cast. But... Um, that didn't that kind of went to shit kind of like my party experience so how so mexico was good otherwise good food yeah otherwise it was good good food the weather was a little hit or miss but um other than that everything was great um were you near puerto vallarta at all i was i don't think so well it it was mexico city for for part of it and then i went to isla mujeres for the actual wedding is that to the west or east of mexico city to the east. Okay. You had to fly into Cancun and then you had to take a, uh, a cab and then you had to get on a ferry. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Well, the reason I bring that up is because uh, Puerto Vallarta was referenced in our last week's or last episode, um, Had That Been Me segment. Uh, this is the segment uh, where we usually talk about <laughs> film and TV moments. Um, from shows and movies that we like and, and what we would have done uh, last episode, we, we did uh, 
Um, we did it about the, the behind the scenes making of um, of uh, like a, a documentary about the making of uh, the Predator, the first Predator movie, um, which shot around Puerto Vallarta. Um, this this week, uh, in keeping with our 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 new theme of doing Have That Been Me's uh, about real life events, uh, we're going to segue over to uh, the sports world and discuss some infamous, notorious moments uh, in, let's say, relatively recent sports history. Talk about what, well, no, actually, some of the, actually, of these three moments, only one is relatively recent. And by relatively recent, it's 15 years old. So <laughs> these are, <laughs> I had to, I, you know, I wanted to pick very notable um, moments from sports history to discuss. Um, and, you know, it was actually a little harder than I thought because I wanted to pick uh, moments, like one moment from different sports, too. So after going through basketball and football, it was it was really tricky finding that third one. Um, but I think I found a good one. Uh, let's get started. Um, let's talk about where we were when the infamous Malice at the Palace happened in 2004 it's infamous for background this is the huge fight that happened uh in the detroit pistons arena um at the towards the end of a game they were playing the indiana pacers um two of the players got into a, a fight uh they were separated and then later the audience member threw a, a cup of of Diet Coke, we know as Diet Coke, uh, at one of the players, and his name is Ron Artest. Ron Artest jumped into the audience, into the, into the stands, started fighting with fans, and then that that was just like the trigger that sent the whole, basically the whole arena into chaos. There was brawling throughout the stadium. The game had to end. Um, fans were throwing stuff. People, fans were fighting with players. Players were fighting with other players. Yeah. Liquids are being yeah, thrown man. all over the place. There's video on YouTube. There's a great summary on Wikipedia. Just put in Malice at the Palace. Uh, let's start with where where were you when you were you able to watch this live this event? Um, I mean, I guess it was possible, but I don't think I I, I know I was not. I remember where I was when I saw like the replays. Okay, so you didn't. So okay, so you didn't watch it. Well, the, uh, yeah, I guess it, it would sort of be odd. To, yeah, I'm, to watch I, it live. It was a sort of a random game between Detroit and Indiana. Yeah, um, it wasn't, I'm not particularly a fan of either team. It like, wasn't the playoffs. It was just like, you know, yeah. it was just a regular season game against two two pretty good teams. I mean, it was probably entertaining. But yeah, I remember like just watching. I think it was... But were you know, watching the recap day of the week? The same night that it happened. I believe it was a Friday. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a Friday too. Um, well, I remember I was actually at a bar with, with, uh, well, going back to when I lived up in, uh, West Harlem, I was living with a buddy, um, and we were out at a bar with another buddy of ours from college, uh, went to college together and he directed us to look up at the TV in the bar and they were, uh, showing like endless re probably a recaps for the next hour and a half. Oh yeah. It was ESPN. a lot of recaps. And so we were watching it. Yes, we didn't watch the game live, but we did watch right. those recaps pretty intently. It was pretty amazing. So I'm going to take this from two points of view. Um, so actually, actually, let me read a, a quick recap um, 
of one aspect uh, of the fight. So again, the, there were players, a few players who were ran into the stands to fight um, the the fans. Um, there are other players who went in, went up into the stands to try to pull pull players right, back, to get players out, to get right. players out, to like to sort of diffuse a lot of. I'd say the majority of the players were trying to diffuse the situation or just weren't getting involved at all. Yeah, I would say that's right, and that's probably true of the majority of the fans. But you know, it only takes a couple to to develop into a big ruckus. Um, I want to read this this aspect of the fight. So this this is probably you know five minutes in into um, the overall fight, and they're referencing Ron Artest, who is a player on Indiana, right? Okay. Yeah. So it says, uh, as, as Artest walked out of the stands, he was confronted by two more fans, Alvin Shackelford and Charlie Haddad, who ran onto the court. Um, so, the, so he's on the court. These two fans ran onto the court uh, at Ron Artest. Artest punched Shackelford in the face, causing Haddad to intervene by pushing away Art, Artest before both fans fell over. While Haddad was on the floor, Anthony Johnson struck him in the back of the head. And as Haddad stood up, Jermaine O'Neal, uh, who's another player, punched him in the jaw after a running start. Yes, I do remember while, that. They were on the court. Yeah, that was on the while slipping, of the bench. While, while slipping in a liquid and falling backwards. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, Jermaine O'Neal, he, he got a running start on the fan, managed to punch him in the jaw, jaw while he was at the same time slipping on a liquid on the floor and falling backwards. It's a pretty amazing punch, I got to say. Oh, um, it was, I remember seeing that punch, and that I think that guy's whole face got destroyed. Well, this goes on to say, uh, causing witnesses, um, uh, ESPN sideline reporter Jim Gray and a Pistons executive to briefly fear that O'Neal had killed uh, Haddad. Yeah, he looked like he might have died immediately. Like, I shit. remember that punch being pretty epic too. So th- this is about this is the interesting part. Uh, O'Neal later claimed that Haddad had been asked to leave the arena earlier that night, and was well known to security because of claims that he wanted to be in a fight with an NBA player in order to receive compensation. Huh. That so, is, this was, um, so this was an is extreme known, way to get some money. Yeah, this is a known instigator <laughs> who was known to security that for having wanted to like to get into a fight with a player, presumably over the course of probably several seasons. This guy's talking like loud about like, yeah, I want to get into a fight with an NBA player just to get the compensation from like a lawsuit. So I'm going to put it to you this way. Had that been you and you were a friend of this guy <laughs> – who who you've been going to games with this guy probably for a while a lot of Detroit Pistons games he's told you definitely numerous times like man I wish I could get into a fight with a player get, get, what, get one of those, those lucrative NBA beatdown payoffs <laughs> so hold on I mean, so that so the fight kicks off so these two guys had nothing to do with the initial like you know, hard foul, the pushing between the, the two players or the initial right. uh, coke, diet coke throw. But once you see, oh, shit, it's kicking off and you look over to your friend Haddad and you know what he's thinking. Are you staying oh. with him to try to talk him down or are you just leaving immediately? Um, I, I think I look at him like, don't do it. If he goes, like, no, he's going to but con- he's going to have that gleam in his eye. I would, I would try to convince him not to. But what are you, you gonna know, say to him? I'm like, it's not worth it, man. It's it's really. I like, don't go down there. 
<laughs> I would, that's all millions. I could say. Could be millions. That's all I would be able to say. And if he runs on the court, <laughs> that's at his own risk. I mean, I, I think the other so you're not going to go down with him to try to like. Absolutely. Are you going to grab him to try to pull him? Oh, okay. Maybe I'll. Yeah, stop, and if bu- stop, and if don't he- do it, don't do it. You're okay. going to get him in like All a half right. Nelson? That, that's about as far as I would go. I would talk to him and then I would try to hold him. But if he busts loose, then he's on his own. And are you just leaving at that point or are you going to stay to watch? Uh, I'm probably hanging around so I go to the fucking hospital with him after he mm. catches a, that beat down. Yeah, that's like, a good friend. You're a good friend. Maybe. Because <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, we, this guy is in the video as well. So I've, if I'm recalling, the, I could be wrong on this, but he's, I recall him as a sort of portly fellow. The guy that got punched? The Sadad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's a little I mean, chubby. He, he did get – he got his beatdown that he allegedly wanted. Now, it doesn't say anything further about him getting a payout. Yeah, um, I don't remember. Why don't, why don't you go on, go on about what you did? I'll, I'll look it up real quick. But I don't remember ahead. that. But, I, yeah, I, I, I think what people – I don't know. I think people don't realize as that, yes, these are – they're regular people like you and I. But these guys are huge. Like Basketball Jermaine players, O'Neal. Yeah, Jermaine O'Neal is seven feet tall. And oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is the Jermaine guy who O'Neal, did the running punch? Yes, Jermaine O'Neal's like 6'10 at, at, at the shortest. And God, he's coming at damn. you with all that force and velocity running at you. He's at least, at least weighs like 275 probably, probably like 260 at, at minimum, right? And he's coming at you with that. Like, and Ron Artest, he was so freaking strong. Like, like what are you thinking? I mean, I guess like this Haddad guy, he was thinking dollar signs. He was like, yeah, I get, <laughs> yeah. I, I get my face crushed, but <laughs> if I, can get, I can get them dollars and just chill out. He's mm-hmm. like, I can see the NBA. I can see the, the Palace. I can yep. see the Detroit Pistons. I can yep. see the player, whoever punches yep. me. The like, team, yep. Right. Maybe maybe that's what he's thinking. I don't know. I can sue, but, Di- I can sue Coca-Cola. For having their yeah. Diet Coke being too slippery. <laughs> too slippery? So you're so before but, so, I get So sorry, I would ahead, try. I would try, yeah. So I would try to talk him down and then I would try to physically restrain him. But if he busts loose through all that and he's on his own, you're on your own, mm-hmm. buddy. Yeah. You want it that um, bad, go get it. Had that been me, um, and I'm the buddy of Haddad, I'd be like, yes, I would say a, a pretty serious like dude. But I would say, like, dude, if you go down there, I'm gone and I'm driving away. And I, because I, there's cameras everywhere here, they're gonna figure out who you are. <laughs> they're gonna see something. They and they will see me. Like this could be, you don't know at the time. Like at the time, you don't know if someone's gonna be paralyzed. Someone could have been killed. You never know if someone's yeah. gonna trip and break their neck on something. There's so many mm-hmm. different fucking variables that can happen in a huge brawl in an arena with like fifteen thousand people. Yeah, it's yeah, not worth. Like there's so many variables at play, and I'm like, no, you, you need to eject from the situation. Like, and if he's gonna be unreasonable, because it is unreasonable to try to try to get beat up by an NBA player to get millions of dollars. Like, no. No, we didn't come here for that. I mean, first of all, if he if he had told me that or like a couple seasons beforehand, I would have just stopped going to games with him. Period. So I wouldn't be there in the first place. If he's yeah, talking I probably about that. would have. I probably would have too. If I if I had known about this terrible plan, like mm, all right. yeah. 
So well, no, that's guy. for me. It's a it's a hard hard no. I'm not. I'm gonna say it once, and then I'm leaving. Going to the no, you're not even. Gonna, you're gone. gonna. You're not gonna try the restraint. Hell no. It's gonna say don't do it. He's like, I'm going. I'm going in. Okay. Like, All right. Later. That's that's. You're on your own. You're on your own, buddy. As you yeah. walk towards the exit. Exactly. Walk calmly and respectfully <laughs> and peaceably to the exit. <laughs> So I was able to find um, the uh, postscript on what happened with uh, Mr. Haddad. Okay. So let me just, uh, this is from, this is, okay, I've never heard of this site. It's called, called 8.9seconds.com. Uh, okay. Alvin Shackelford and Charlie Haddad went on the court as a fight as a fight broke broke out. Both fans were initially knocked down by our test, and then Haddad was on the receiving end of Jermaine O'Neal's punch. They were charged with trespassing, and like other fans involved in the Malice of the Palace, were banned from attending Pistons games of the future. Haddad filed a civil suit against Anthony Johnson, O'Neal, and the Pacers. Mm, oh, O'Neal, the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the result of that was O'Neal, Jermaine O'Neal, uh, who punched him, would end up paying $1,687 in restitution to Haddad. That's a good payout. <laughs> Haddad, Haddad pled no contest to a local trespassing ordinance. It was a sentence to two years of probation, 100 hours of community service, and 10 straight weekends in a county work program. <laughs> 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 David Stern. David Stern wasn't playing around. He went. He told the judges, oh, "This is not happening." God, <laughs> God, God. fucking Haddad. Wait, wait, wait. So, and and the friend got charged with trespassing too, right? That's Shackelford. Shackelford did as well. It didn't say that's the got. friend, right? That's his friend. Yeah. So that would have yeah, been you. So if he, that would have been so, you. So yeah. So I definitely would have got the trespassing charge and the conviction for sure. That's easy. I'm on the court. Yeah. Done and done and done. Yeah. He got yeah. two years of probation. And that, I know that doesn't sound bad. And yes, it's definitely, definitely better than going to jail. But probation is fucking, you got to check in. You're not allowed to leave the state. Uh, there's all kinds of payments and fees you got to do. And if you fuck up, then you are on anything. Then you are li- uh, liable to go to jail. So on top of that, 100 hours of community service. That's another thing. You got to check in. You got to make sure you don't piss off the person who's running it because um, they have to sign you up, uh, make sure you get your hours in. Um, and then ten straight weekends. On top of that, come on, that, man! But he made it. He made a thousand dollars, though. He got paid thousand dollars. <laughs> oh god! Why? Why are you hating? Why are you hating? <laughs> Why am I hating on another man's come up? <laughs> another man's hustle. Why am I hating? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm hating. That's right. I'm hating. <laughs> well, that's you know what you go in there waiting around to help your friend. I mean, you you didn't say you're going to go on the court, but I mean, no, I probably would have just watched from the stands, and then once he got punched, would have headed to the local hospital. And been like, all right, where are you guys so taking? You're just him? going straight to the hospital <laughs> just to meet him there. Yeah. Yo, he got yeah. That's definitely like someone. I, I'm I'm speculating here that like. I'm telling you, that was some, David Some Stern. money was David flying Stern around there was, David to, to make sure like, that a player didn't have to pay out a lot of money. He was you like, can't Look. set that precedent, I guess. Yeah, he's like, these guys are going to be suspended for the year and yeah. be, you know, have their own repercussions. But there's not going to be any legal trouble because these fools causing a ruckus. Well, that, I mean, I guess that could be like, <laughs> if this guy gets a million dollar payout, how is that? Like, how many other fans are going to be like, let me just throw another Diet Coke or a beer around? Yeah, get this millionaire athlete. To pay. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Him only get it, getting sixteen hundred. 
you know that that is and all this yeah, other I mean, shit right I two mean, years he, of probation good lord i mean he's he was the instigator like these guys were these guys were actually they were walking off of the court yeah like they were trying to leave and the this situation. is as they were leaving yes you're right yeah so and yeah like this guy's trying to square up on one of these players i i can picture it distinctly he was trying to square up on a player players like okay I think actually, yeah. I think someone squared up with him, and then Jermaine O'Neal came from outside. You know that that flying punch was like straight out of the Street Fighter or something. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> like, the like the ball rock, like the ball turn around, swing on you, punch. Yeah, I remember that move. You hold back two seconds. Forward, yeah. Oh god, that's wild. Okay, well, let's do quick quickly. What would you have done if you were like a player? Like, say you're on the bench and you see this goal going on. Like, I, I I don't know. I think I would have been looking looking. I guess I would have been probably looking for my teammates and trying to grab them. The ones if anybody was involved in something, been like, mm-hmm. we got to get out of here. We got to go. This is yeah. This I is mean, not good. Famously, like so, Ron Artest ran out and Stephen Jackson ran out as well. But he said initially to pull him away. Like he knew what time it was. Right. But then the fans started swinging, and Steve Jackson saw that. So, so Stephen Jackson was like the one really swinging on fans in the stands. That's right. He was up Ron in the Artest stands punching people. Ron went up ran, there to he find ran at whoever someone, threw the coke at him. Right. He got the and he he ran up on the wrong guy. And there's a photo of him. If you go to the Wikipedia page, there's a photo of him like approaching like this this kid who has this really terrified look on his face as he should and there's a guy in a blue shirt just to the left of him and that's actually the guy in the blue shirt is the guy who threw it but our uh. thought that the that the kid in the white shirt was the one he was wrong um now the blue shirt guy did later get i think he's the one who got hit by by steven jackson um but yeah that's i mean that's crazy for me it would be like I'd be like, I mean, Ron Artest was at the time sort of known for like there were other incidents of yeah, he's yeah. he's a he's a volatile player. He's volatile. Um, he's also very talented. Um, yeah, player like uh, I, he was a potential MVP candidate that season. Right, before. right, right. He was having a very good year that year. Yeah. Um. So it is, you know, it's sad. It is good. He, he's he's taking that. I mean, I don't know if it was just that incident, but he he took it seriously. He took steps to uh, correct his, you know, say anger management issues or whatever issues he had. And he was successful in that, you know, so it's, it's good, you know, good, happy ending, sort of. True. Kind of. Kind yeah. of, you know, um, <clears throat> but in any case, yes, if I was a player, I, I'm with you. I would have, the, the key thing you want is to just de-escalate as best you can. Yeah. Gotta get, get people in. I, you know, I, I did watch a video clip couple hours ago and like there were a lot of people were like Ron Artest's agent um or or an assistant coach I think was right there were there were players and coaches trying to grab people but it was just you know it was I guess how it's almost like how I feel about like those old time (laughs) those old time battles like I don't even know who's on my team at this point (laughs) because there's just like people all around you and it's a fracas yeah yeah and you're For me, trying it, to grab people, but you, you just like, don't know. If you watch, like I, of course, have been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, listeners, we have a Game of Thrones uh, special segment coming up at the end of this. Uh, just want to put that in. I wanted to say that earlier, but uh, you know, in in battles back in say medieval times, etc., like when you're very quickly, everyone's covered in mud. How do you know who to who to? Yeah, fight? I like, I never understood. I never understood that either. Right. 
or even yeah. in like the Civil War, like and then the forces were so large, like you couldn't know everybody. Yeah, and as soon as like the air is covered with smoke and dirt and people are screaming and people are dying and there's guns going off, like yeah. It's crazy. There probably is a yeah. lot of friendly fire in those in those scenarios. There probably was and you know. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. De escalate. Yeah, I, I probably would have just right. been like Fuck. You probably would have been like, I'm out of here. Walking I probably would have gone out. Yeah, I would have gone back to the locker room early. I would have gone I would no, I would have gone home early. I'd have been like, fuck this. Uh, you know, I'll take whatever fine there is from like missing the, the end of the game meeting. Like I, I would have been in the parking lot with that guy's boy, just like just would have looked at each other like then I would. I mean, he would have hopped in his like his uh, Honda Civic. I would have hopped in my like you know Range Rover. Get that ludicrous, that ludicrous blaring. Them them rims, the rims spin before the car even starts moving. Somehow. Ooh, ooh, Spreewell. Uh, yeah. So I would. Yeah, I would have been gone in both scenarios. So yeah, definitely. Definitely not dealing with you that. You would have been the more considerate, at least go to the hospital. I would have been trying. Yeah, if I was a friend, I would have probably gone to the hospital. Like yeah. Like dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's let's move on to uh, the second, had that been me, real sports um, incident. So this is something uh, I, I, I read this Wikipedia article a while ago. And I know we were hanging out like the couple days later. I was <laughs> spent all night talking about it. Um, it's known as the ice, the ice bowl. Um, this was in the in the um, in the first few years after the AFC, the AFL, American Football League, and the NFL merged uh, in the '60s uh, to form the AFC and the NFC. Um, shortly after that, the Super Bowl started, um, and so this was in the run up to, I believe, the second Super Bowl. Um, this yeah, is essentially so. the Ice Bowl is is the nickname for the NFC Championship game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers uh, in 1967. Should I have that date right? Uh, yes, 1967. Um, and it was notable because it was held in uh, in Green Bay, Lambeau Field. Uh, it's notable for a, a number of reasons, actually. Um, it was in Green Bay. It was uh, the two legendary football coaches uh, were the coaches of, of each team. Tom Landry, coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and Vince Lombardi, was coach of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, right. Super Bowl trophy is named after Lombardi. is Lombardi trophy. Legendary uh, football coaches. And it was known as the Ice Bowl because uh, the temperature – was negative 15 degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. with a wind chill of negative 48. <laughs> yep. Um, and it's known as the ice bowl. Let me just read this from the Wikipedia page. Um, uh, but, but, but Lambeau Field's turf heating system malfunctioned. So they had a, they had like um, essentially a, a system of radiators underneath the field to, to for just such an occasion, but it malfunctioned. And when the tarpaulin was removed from the field before the game, it left moisture on the field. The field began to freeze gradually in the extreme cold, leaving an icy surface that became worse as more and more of the field fell into the shadow of the stadium. So it was a really cold field that was freezing and got more frozen as the game went went along. Um, 
So notably, um, yeah. So uh, buh, 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 there's one great quote here. Um, the official, like it was so cold, they were supposed to have a, a brass band perform in halftime. They couldn't. Um, the officials were unable to use their whistles uh, after the opening kickoff, uh, as one of the referees blew his metal whistle to signal the start of play. It froze to his lips. As he attempted to free the whistle from his lips, the skin ripped off to his lips and the lips began to bleed. The conditions were so hostile that instead of forming a scab, the blood simply froze to his lip. Uh, at one point during the game, CBS announcer Frank Gifford said on air, I'm going to take a bite out of my coffee. Now, that's a pretty funny joke, but... Frank Gifford was already an announcer on CBS in 67. Yeah, Frank, Frank Gifford was already old in 1967. He was already old in 67. He's, and he's been doing – so he did commentary all throughout what? Until like 20, 2005, 2006? Something he like that. He did another 40 man. years of football commentary ahead of him. It's like ageless wonder. <laughs> That's nuts. So, yeah, like it was played um, – it was relatively high scoring considering the conditions. Green Bay won. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, and this was in the the primarily running era of football. Like they had, they could pass, but I mean, yeah. So anyway, it was miserably cold, and it is some the of the cold. players had frostbite. Like it was, it sounded a hundred percent awful. Yeah, and this is before like you had those pocket hand warmers. Before you had like I don't know, like like breathable Gore-Tex. I honestly don't even know what they would have been wearing. Like, man, they were probably playing like some some wool long johns. Yeah, they had like wool, like had like some wool, I guess. (laughs) Bunch of wool, like seal skin or something. Who knows? Like, oh man, like, it's completely yeah, ridiculous. That, yeah, like, blubber, yeah, like, <laughs> like right? Blubber. They they got this fur. They're all wearing furs on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, are well, we going let me, straight to let me do that. Yeah, me? let me. So, had that been you, <laughs> let's start with you. Would, start, you wouldn't start with I the would, player. I wouldn't player. be outside. No, I would petition, I'm petitioning the NFL to cancel, postpone this game. Well, answer is no. Yeah, so the answer is going to be no. So then it's like, <laughs> well, so you're saying, would would you? So if you're the defense, say you're in the offense. So when the defense is on the field, are you gonna? Right, I, that's I the other thing. Are you like, gonna wait you, on the sideline? You, you gonna wait in the locker right. room? What are you doing? I didn't. I didn't see that part. I was reading the Wikipedia, which was terrifying and amazing at yeah. the same time. But what do you <laughs> do when you're when you're not on the field? When you're just standing on the sideline? And Wikipedia didn't address this question, but I would I would have to imagine that they let the players go in. Like, the what were the coaches doing the whole time? They were just grin, he grin and bear it. Like that's that's the era of like tough guy, macho. Like even more so than like the eighties and nineties, which was yeah, like definitely you're, like you're, tough guy, macho football. Like this is like they're looking right at about them, that. Like, you had indoor stadiums back then. So shut the fuck up. Stop complaining. Like this but is on, like, honestly like. I don't know. I didn't notice this part of it because I got distracted when I was reading it. But maybe, like, I didn't see anything about the powers that be even thinking about canceling or rescheduling the game. It there was, like, was no. It's it's all good. It it was it was brief briefly discussed and quickly dismissed. 
basically the the thought that you would cancel it because this isn't a regular season game it's still like it's still the beginning of the playoff and the thing is the super bowl was pretty new at the time and there were questions about the viability like this is the af the afl later to become the afc uh, you know, once they once they merged, was still right. the the young kid brother. The teams weren't viewed as being all, any good. People were like, "Why are we even bothering playing against them in the Super Bowl?" It's we like this. This was viewed as the real Super Bowl, as, as the NFC Championship, because the the AFC teams weren't viewed as being any good. So this mm. was like gotcha. the, the the essential. So there's like there's that level of pressure to not cancel, you know, and. You know, to to the marquee franchises of the league. Um, I, yeah, but well, and mean, it was televised. It was one of the first televised games as I, well. So I guess I get it. All but those I think, pressures together. No, there's no way. That's why it's quickly no, man. I, I think in terms of just like human safety, you would. I mean, th- those are the temperatures that people were dying in like last week. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> and well, look, I you know I have. I have family in in that area, that part of the country, uh, northern Wisconsin, central Wisconsin, and yeah, like I was in touch with them th- all last week when it was like in the negative. I think got on negative ten. Like I was worried, I was worried about them, yeah. and to the thought that you would play like a football game in that, like while people were dying, it's ridiculous. A couple, a couple it miles is on the street. And this ridiculous. is sixty in the sixties. People probably did die that in, during that cold. Yeah, time. I mean, I. Yeah, I I just don't get it. Like I I kind of understand the players' standpoint because they're getting paid and you're moving around. But why in the hell would you go watch that game and sit in the stands? Okay, so had that been you, let's just do quick so that so the as a player or sorry as a fan, you're not even showing up, even if you have tickets already. Absolutely not. The Wikipedia said that one old man died. Died from exposure sorry, in the sorry, stands. Sorry, I wow, he I really died from have left. exposure. Yes, I do. I do now. Just recall that. Sorry, I'd forgotten about that. I don't mean to be <laughs> laughing at that old man. Um, but yeah, someone died in the stage. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guarantee you he didn't think he was gonna die. Like he, if he's an old man in the central Wisconsin area, I he's like, ah, right. I've been through. Like those, those I've been people. This. Yeah. Okay, that's fair because those people that live in that area that would go to that game are yeah. used to those types of winters. True. Exactly. Very, yeah. very true. Yes. But even when they're outside, I don't think they're used to just like sitting and watching something happen maybe yeah, they're like gotta, ice fishing or like hunting or doing something but they're not sitting for three hours and watching people play a football game you shouldn't be sitting still in that sort of way yeah. you should be moving a little bit i don't know i mean a fan an old man yeah, it, is probably not you gonna know be standing what you up know cheering. what they were probably doing they were probably stamping they were probably stamping <laughs> stamping their feet yeah see that's context that's decent context fine stamp your feet at a football game <laughs> To Especially stay warm. Cold. Yes. <laughs> but you, uh, you bundle up. I mean, had that been me and given the fact that it, just given the fact it's televised, I've been like, fuck no. I mean, I'm not going to a, a fucking football game today in a stadium. Right. Yeah. I'm not dealing with that. Like, it's just hassle. It seems like such a hassle. Just, just the whole process of going to a football game. I remember the one time I considered actually, like, I was actually deep into the planning of going to a football game was a preseason game uh, between DC and Indianapolis. 
uh, just because RG3 had it was RG3 and Andrew Luck had been drafted, and they were playing, I believe, in Washington, and I was down there, you know. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this this could be cool to see like RG3 and Andrew Luck, you know, rookies. Um, yeah, and it was that just would like, be cool. And then I was just reading. I, then I was reading up on like how to get to. Um, uh, the FedEx field in, uh, in the DC area. And I was like, Oh shit, there's only like one small road. It's like, it's out in the boonies, like not the boonies, but it's, it's in an area that's only accessible by like one small road. People are complaining about getting in, getting out, which is my, my, one of my biggest pet peeves about going to any kind of live event. Um, and so I was like, no. So anyway, so back then, Oh hell no, I'm not going. Mm-mm, no way. And then, and then think about it, right? If you drove, is your car even going to start when you leave? Ooh, ooh, yes. That that was in that that back <laughs> that, that era of the the, the, the no car, so the, the not the no start era. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> there was a very good chance era. that your car might not start. I mean, look, right. in, in the '90s, there was a good the car my family had. There was a good chance unless it unless you got you know maybe unless you got one of those them diehard batteries. Those commercials, those commercials <laughs> made a lasting impact on me. <laughs> oh yeah, were they usually like set in the cold or the rain? Yeah, it would be like in some some mall parking lot. You were like the, it had the person being like the last car there, it was all snowy <laughs> and cold looking. But good thing you got a diehard battery. <laughs> car starts <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's usually like a woman on her own right, right. looking yeah. scared looking, looking around some looking some figure left. in the shadows lurking gets in the car tries to start quick looks in the back seat make sure there's no one there mm-hmm Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, but for for all of those reasons, no. I, I mean, if I'm if I'm a player and I'm forced to Hold play, up, I guess. Keep, keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Right. If I'm a player and I'm forced to play and I'm and I'm getting paid, I I then I guess I'm doing it. But even before that, I would have tried to get the game rescheduled somehow. Like try to influence the coach, the owner. Maybe I don't know if the players' union existed at that point or not, but I would have tried to get some union officials involved. I mean, I can't believe. Yeah, I, I mean, and then think about the people working at the stadium. What are they doing? Like, oh, so many people, people that are just there. Yeah, I mean, they probably got heaters. They're they're inside, kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're at all inside, because uh, and I've been to Lampo Beals, like it's. It's it's huge for one thing. It's really really fucking huge, and there's a lot of like indoor. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're inside at all, the, the temperature is going to be at least like what twenty degrees warmer, fifteen. Yeah, and they probably had space heaters going behind the concession stand, and you know, if you're in the concession stand, you're like cooking stuff, so it's got some oh, fair amount yeah. of heat, you know, but. But otherwise, no, man, I would not want any part of that game as a spectator. Um, yeah. As a player, only if I really had to. But I probably would have, like... Well, how would you the, have gotten out of it? What do you mean What do you um, mean if you had to? Well, it would have been the last resort. I don't know if the players' union was around at that time, but I maybe would have gone to the players' union and been like, this is unsafe, man. Literally. <laughs> like. Well, I mean, there's... <laughs> There's no real way to do that in the moment. Like you can, yeah, you that's true. Only there's only no the buildup, right? You're you're right. But, but yeah, but the, the the forecast, you know, back then the forecast. Okay, sure, it's gonna be cold, but like 
you're not going to know until like the day before how exactly how cold it's cold it's going to be you know right okay so That's there's fair. no you you can call them and they'll say okay we'll review it but you got to make that decision like you got to essentially you got to take the risk that you could be fired yeah if you don't play you could i'm trying to look i don't see anything uh i mean had that been me as a player um i'm going to i'm going to say i probably would have played um and i would have definitely like if i'm an offense when the defense is on the field i'm definitely going to be in the locker room even if I have to like come up with some excuse, like uh, sorry, I got, I got diarrhea, um, or I, you know, I, it's just this this hot hot this hot chocolate's going through me, real quick. <laughs> so I gotta. Yeah, I mean, they probably just like. I can't imagine hot water on the street. I can't imagine I mean, there would be an issue with them waiting in the locker room though, like that, because that would just be cruel. That's pointless. Yeah. And okay, it's like you, right. you want your players to be refreshed. So, okay. So I, I got to assume that the players were able to be in the locker room. So, and you know, when you're on the field, you're moving around. I, I, I you know, it's, I, I think I would do it. I would do it. And I'd be like, you know, this is, this is awful, but this is one, this is a big deal game. Um, and back then, you know, they weren't making millions. They, a lot of them no. still had other jobs that they had to do during like the regular season or the off season, sometimes during the season, um, they had other jobs. So it's, 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 there's a, very, if you don't do it, there's a very real risk that you will be just fired like immediately. Probably. And forgotten. Um, and also like, presumably they really like playing and like, you know, this is a big deal game. Like you want to play, if you're a competitor at that level, you want these games and like, you know, I I think I would do it. I, I don't even think I would bother making a union issue out of it or anything like that. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, I would end up playing, but I would not be happy about it. Oh, I'd be I'd be complaining the whole whole time. I would not stop. I would not stop complaining. Don't, don't mean, get me wrong. The, the stories are funny. Like the Wikipedia. I wanted to read some more. I couldn't find yeah. it. But I remember, like, the referees weren't ready. They had to go shopping before the game. They showed up. They're like, no, nah, we, we don't have the right clothes for this. They had to go to the sporting goods store, <laughs> buy some long johns and whatnot. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> get, that, get that whale blubber uh, insulation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, you were right, though. That is like the super, super tough guy era. Man's man. They're all man's yeah. man's oh, man. Real absolutely. man's man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah so i guess as a player i would play no way am i going to that game to watch though absolutely not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they'd have to pay me <laughs> and then then i would think about it I'm buy it buy a ticket to go to that bucks to go you got to sit through the whole just because it's tv so you got to make sure the the audience is is, uh, is right they, right i mean you're right this this was a critical moment for them so they needed this game to be played these were the these were the marquee mm-hmm. teams marquee yep. coaches like yeah you're right the game had to happen yeah mm. Okay, well, let's let's move on to the last one. Um, so, as I said, like once I got outside of you know notable, super notable football and, and basketball incidences, and I could have picked 
you know, several more incidents just from those two sports because there is a lot of wild shit. Those were the, just the most notable ones that were sort of at the top of my head. Um, but I wanted to do a different sport. I was think, considering tennis. I was considering doing um, the, the isner Mahut mat, uh, Wimbledon match from 2009 that went for like two days. Oh. Um, but I, found, I came across something a lot a lot more funny and interesting. Um, and this is the Rosie Ruiz uh, Boston Marathon scandal, um, which a lot of people may not be familiar with right off the top. Um, but if you uh, just check the Wikipedia entry for Rosie Ruiz, um, R-U-I-Z is her last name, um, you'll, you'll get a good breakdown. Um, essentially, the background is uh, she was in the Boston Marathon, and she was initially uh the the winner on the women's side so she came in she's the first women to woman across the finish line in the the 1980 boston marathon um uh it was later uh later the the honor was pulled from her because she was determined to have cheated um in the marathon she was the story goes that she essentially jumped out of the crowd uh, close, close to the finish line, about a half mile away from the finish line, and just started running as if she had been running the whole time. Uh, finished. Let me let me get these stats. She finished with a time of two hours and thirty one minutes and fifty six seconds, um, which was an unusual improvement. Um, let me let me see. Uh, I think it was about almost twenty to thirty minutes than her other so time. So this her time would have been the fastest female time in the Boston Marathon history, as well as the third fastest female time ever recorded in any marathon. Um, <laughs> and on top of that, uh, it was twenty five minutes faster than her reported time at a New York City marathon six months earlier. When asked by a reporter why she did not seem fatigued after the grueling race. She said, I got up with a lot of energy this morning. I like that answer. <laughs> so there was so on top of like her not seeing his fatigue, there was a number of issues that came up. You can check on the, the, the article. There is a lot of funny stuff. One of the funniest aspects is going back to that New York City marathon thing. Um, she apparently apparently there was someone who went to watch the race. Bumped into Ruiz on the subway. <laughs> they both said um, they're going to the race. Ruiz is like, "Yeah, I'm going too." She walked again towards close to the end of the finish line of the New York Marathon. Got out of the subway. Got jumped into the race again. Didn't win that time, but came in very, very <laughs> with a very good time for a woman. Um, and she needed to finish the New York City Marathon in order to qualify for the Boston Marathon six months later. So, I mean, this this famously, this event was parodied in an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where um, they find out that Jeff, uh, Jeffrey, the butler, used to be a marathon runner, but he had to retire in disgrace because there was footage of him getting out of a cab uh, near the finish line to, to finish a race. And he was found, and there's this funny footage of him scrambling to get back in the cab and drive off once he's realized he had been discovered. I don't remember that episode at all, but I love that. Oh, that's great. That's the good idea of Jeffrey. Oh, Scramble. Jeffrey in like an Afro wig and in the marathon runner's uniform with a headband. Oh, it's great. It's great footage. <laughs> Definitely look that up. Um, and, you know, Rosie Ruiz, uh, she, she clearly was cheating. She 
went on to um to further disgrace she uh was arrested for embezzling uh sixty thousand dollars from a company that she worked at she was involved in a um a coke deal um with with three other women in, in um in the south florida area where she went she got three years of probation um damn three years of probation for a coke deal two years of probation for getting punched and trespassing what'd she get punched for no, I was referring to uh, Haddad. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, she. I, I, uh, I, yeah, when I got she to got the three years of her probation entry, it was sad. For for moving for selling two kilos of coke um, with with um, two other women, uh, they're involved in this deal. Um, she got three years of probation. So yeah, she she went to disgrace. So you know, I, I'm not going to ask had that been you in the. If if you were her, because I mean you you wouldn't have cheated. The the two women who in this Boston Marathon who came in second and third, um, they they were immediately suspicious because they didn't notice her passing them up. I know. Like this is the funniest part. Like she just thought it would be all good. Like nobody's yeah. gonna say anything. Yeah, there is a, there's a, there's a sneak diss in the in the Wikipedia article too because like it says something like. They note like uh, other runners noted that her thighs weren't as toned and muscular as one would expect of a marathon runner. <laughs> I did see that. I was like, "Ooh, dang!" <laughs> get, yeah. Which get you know, her. the actual quote was like, "Look at this flabby ass bitch!" Like, <laughs> she won. She won. <laughs> look at her. Look, just look at her. Okay. So anyway, so I'll, I'll say, had that been you with her on. Uh, on the subway in the New York marathon <laughs> and you're both going to the marathon and you see her jump out. Would you have said something either to another yeah, racer? Yeah. I would have said to something to, to the officials and like, Hey, uh, I don't think she was in the race. <laughs> <laughs> because we just, we uh, just, yes, why, uh, yes. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Why was well, it? It's a very strong claim. Uh, why is it you're saying this? So we this just is... took the train together and, uh, there she who, is. who did? Who took the train? <laughs> Who did? Dang, sir, you sound I'm, I'm scary. A, <laughs> sir, I'm an official for the 1979 New York City Marathon. This is the most prestigious marathon in the world. Uh, you're making quite a claim there. What what exactly are you saying happened? Well, she I, I think it also she said that she was she went into the to the injured to the injured finishers. That's right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I, she that went was... into the injured people area and was like, "Oh, I got hurt, but I finished." Or so like I'm like, "This is crazy." <laughs> Okay, let's say let's say you're her her. I think I said in the email you're her brother, and she's outlay outlined this plan to, to do. She this. told me about it. Yeah, she told you like oh. say the week before. Are you going to spend the week trying to talk her out of it? Are you going to try to help Absolutely. her? Absolutely. I'm like, this is a terrible idea. First, it's not it's not going to work. It might like. People so are gonna this is before know surveillance cameras. This is before, you know. People, yeah, well, they had right. This is before the surveillance cameras and before like um. So all the they, all they the put, claims, like the the radio, the like the little radio the wave chips inside inside the bibs, or, right. so they can't just track you. But this is before, like, and this uh, is before. Sorry, one last thing. All of the reports are. It's all just. It's it's self-report, or it's people making claims against her. Like there's no video footage. There's no. You know, photos. right? There, there are people no in the crowd photos. that were like, I people think who are saying, out. I think she doesn't look like a winner, so or someone who's won. She doesn't look tired enough. Her thighs are flat. Her thighs are flabby. Um, mm. Mm. She, I think, I, I think I saw her just pop out of the crowd somewhere. 
you know, if you're an official, like you got to take this seriously and you got to, you know, you can't just say, oh, well, you know, five people are making claims, you know. You have to take it officially. I mean, I think I would I would talk her out of it, at least try to help her come up with a better plan because that plan was terrible. <laughs> okay, help her come up with a better plan. I mean – she needs to at least that's run tough. like five that's, miles. You can't a, just you can't hop out a half a mile from the finish line. That is a good point. Yes, hop out a little earlier, or no, so yeah. Yeah, five miles out. I mean, five miles you, is still a lot. Gotta, if you're if you're flying, if, if your thighs are a little uh, are flabby and you're and you're not in shape, like five miles is still a lot. <laughs> yeah. You can your still fall. Thighs are flabby. <laughs> you can still fall behind. I mean, there's no guarantee you win. Half a mile is a guarantee that you're coming in first, no doubt. But yes, so your yeah. point is like make it look a little bit more believable, essentially. Right. She she had to make it look more believable. I mean, her times weren't even close. Twenty a twenty five minute improvement. You know how hard that is. Yeah, that's oh in one in the span of six months. Right. She improved her, her marathon time twenty five minutes. Yeah, that I mean that's impossible. That that might actually be f- literally physically impossible. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Improving your time hard. five minutes is seen as like a huge step for a right. marathon. It's a, big, like I, it's a big deal. I know people who do the, the New York City Marathon and other marathons. Like I've talked to them about this. Like it's yeah, it's grueling. Once you once you can do one, like you can do a bunch. I get that. But improving your time, improving on your time. If you improve your time thirty seconds, that's a, that's a win. Right. You know. I mean, I think. Okay, alternate plan, right? Okay. She had to at least start the race. You start the race, you run for a while, maybe run real fast, do something like accidentally fall down. You fall down and sort of mm. roll into the crowd, roll into mm-hmm. the crowd. You okay. t- disappear in the mix. And okay. then you're like, then you show up again. So at least people saw you and they're like, oh yeah, she was running. Oh, I remember yeah. seeing her. And then you come back out with like a few miles left, maybe, but half a mile and to not run any of it and just burst and burst out after half a mile like yeah well, i think she to, did i think oh, she might man. have um i don't know if the wikipedia says says this but i, I believe she did actually start the race you, you have to have the, at least the appearance of looking like you ran for a while maybe she should have just been like running in circles before she hopped out i think at least in the in the new york one she she did start she started it then found a, a slick way to, to, to get off to the side, then go on the subway. Because yeah. it starts so it starts in Staten Island and it ends in Central Park. Right. So, you know, you, you, if you can run at least into Brooklyn over the bridge. Hop on the train there. Hop on like the D, the D train. Take that up to, to Columbus Circle. I mean, you know. The thing is, you, you wouldn't want to be talking to people about being – <laughs> like going to the marathon because presumably she's still wearing all the all the get up. I mean, you could wear the overcoat, but oh man, you definitely want to avoid attention or or you know because the guy who who told her that who who gave the story that he met her on the subway, he's like, yeah, I saw her just go straight to the like she didn't even try to fool him. Right, she just like went straight to the injured player's finish line. Like, yeah, oh, I finished. Oh That's my what I'm my saying. knee. Well, my knee hurts. She was like, she was too bold, man. Too flew, flew too close to the sun. She I mean, she look, she got away with it in New York, and so she figures in Boston, I'm partying. Like, fuck this. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Also, she smelled. She smelled a smig of cigarette smoke. 
Um, she like her. She reeked of cigarette smoke too. Also, did I? I know I mentioned the flabby. Like, I'm not trying to criticize her with her flabby. Her flies are flies are flabby. Damn, but also some, some body shaming. Damn. Yeah. Oh, the body shaming was because you know people be like if if. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this, but like, I'll say people are going to be like, like what? Her? Her. And, you right. know. And see, see, you're right. And that's probably the, back in 1980, there's probably some inherent, like under, there might say, I'll say there might have been some underlying racism. She's a Cuban uh, immigrant uh, coming in, you know, uh, is that yes. maybe, is that part of That is, that is of fair. However, there might have been some critique also, that, that's tinged by that. Even if it's valid critique, might have been tinged in a certain way. I wouldn't put it past them. Nineteen eighty. I would. I would say that. that and, that's and, oh, and in, I will say in Boston and leave it at that. I'm not saying anything against that. Mm-hmm. I will say that at the same time, like it's not um, like a broad community. These are elite marathon runners. You know who the best are. True. There's only so many, especially back at that time. And in terms of women, like if you're yeah. if you're consistently like finishing top ten, top five in these big races, you know who else is going to be there. You yeah. know who they're going to be, and they're like looking at her like, "Who the fuck is this? Yeah, she's women. Uh, like, that, who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> that is a good, yeah. That's actually a really key point. Yes, it, it was probably a very small, tight knit community of like everyone. It's probably only thirty people you'd have to know, right? Really. You would know them, and if it was some up and comer, you would have seen them around. You would like, have been... Maybe they, maybe they like hung around you. Maybe they made it like they were right next to you for like fifteen miles, and then t- trailed off or whatever, you know. And then every race you see them, but yeah, you're right. You, you know who the top contenders are gonna be. Well, it it is interesting that she didn't try to. Well, she didn't try to win the New York Marathon. Um, no, she, she just, just needed to qualify. She needed to finish true, she, with a decent time to qualify for the Boston Marathon. That's so where she, she went was for really the gold come with Boston. Up. She was like, "This is my time to shine." Here. Yeah, and I don't know if she thought like you immediately are on a Wheaties box after you win, and it's not like maybe a couple months later. <laughs> like what? There's not really yeah, money guess... involved with winning the the Boston Marathon. I think you get there. Uh, there's a winner. I think you win a prize. I believe so. But I would would be curious. I've never, I didn't look too hard past the Wikipedia article. I didn't click and go down that hole. But I would like to see if there was ever an interview with her. Like, I'm just curious about her motivation, Um, to be honest. She did, it did say something like, uh, as of 2000, as of the year 2000, she still proclaimed. um, Oh, you're right. I I saw that at the end. Yeah, she's, maybe she's, maybe she's got some sort of like delusional disorder or something. If she, if she really thought that she won, I mean, there's there's definitely some issues there. If she's like, you know, turning to a life of crime within, you know, two three years of of this incident, I mean, the notoriety probably made it difficult to get a job uh, in the immediate aftermath. Although there's no Google back then, so maybe you know, if she moves, you move to a different. I mean, back then you move to a different city, you you can get away. I mean, no one's checking like yeah, you can start a new life. Boston right. news, Boston Herald newspapers, like hold on, I got to hire you. I want to hire. I really want to hire you, but I just need to check all the press from Boston over the last five years. But no one's doing that nope. these days. They just Google you. They find everything. Like it's okay. Well, no, not hiring her. But you know, you could start over a new turn over a new leaf, and you know. She she stayed stayed grimy, I guess, you know. You know she's in that grimy lifestyle for Stay a very grimy. you know 
you know, there's a number of re- any number of reasons she could have gotten into that. So I'm, I don't want to speculate in that. She she hasn't, you know, she she cheated at the marathon. She embezzled money from a real estate company and she sold coke to an undercover cop. That's not in my book. That's not really hurting people, or it's not abusive in ways that I consider need to be criminalized and need to be in jail for. Like, I mean, maybe embezzling, but you know, that's that's a separate podcast, probably. Uh, the point is, like, she's not like you know trafficking children or like you know murdering a serial killer, right? Okay, fair. Uh, you know, I know that's <laughs> different, quite a different bar to clear. Anyway, uh, so had that been you, had that been me, and I was her brother, I would have, I would have. Again, there's some, there's power in 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 just ejecting and not engaging with with these sorts of scenarios. I think that's been my consistent um, theme throughout throughout these incidents today. Is let's just like you, when you notify a problem coming, a mi- and you have a miles worth of foresight or like a week's worth of foresight where you can avoid it you know people are going to do what they're going to do <laughs> um do you want to pause Mm-mm. okay uh do you need to go i don't know who's there hold on a second hold on okay Nobody's there now. <laughs> what? That was that was weird. It could have been the church people. I hear sounds outside. But I don't see anybody. Okay. That did was someone, makes me nervous. Did they slip something? I'm not expecting anybody. Yeah. One time I opened it for the church people, and I was like, "What, what have I done?" Who were the church people? Jehovah's Witnesses usually. Ah, yes. Seventh okay. Day Adventist. Right. That was that was a quick runaway because I was sl- okay. Did they slide a door. pamphlet under your door or something? No, nobody did anything. They're just gone. I didn't answer quick enough. Maybe but that was some... only like fifteen was... seconds. Maybe they rushed the wrong one. Yeah, not even. Oh, uh, they could have buzzed the wrong one, or it could have just been some teenagers just pranking you. Fucking kids. I know. Fuck them up. <laughs> that was, that was aggressive. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Edit that out. I'm gonna be looking at this hole the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's weird. What that, that was that? weird. Who was that? I heard somebody. Oh, that's regular hallway chatter. I know those guys. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, yeah. Like you, it's different for me because like there is only two units on my floor. Like mine and and the one just across the way and that's it mm. so my hallways are super quiet all the time so if there's ever any ruckus it's just because like someone's throwing a house party or something but that which is rare. Right. but yeah, okay. yeah different different scenario um oh, well yeah. that is actually a good segue um to, <laughs> to the end of that segment uh it was getting dark so let's let's move into something that's a lot brighter game of thrones all right. Or at least the excitement around the premiere of Game of Thrones season eight, the last season coming at you April 14th. Um, booyaka, booyaka. So, yep. <laughs> I hadn't said that in a long time. I don't know I where know. that came from. That's good. From, no, that's good. Just... I like that. That's giving me nostalgia for like late 90s, early, early aughts. Yeah, I love that era. That's, that's my nostalgia. Yo, I've been going, I went back and I watched um, Chasing Amy. I watched High Fidelity recently. 
Oh wow! I watched Empire Records, which I had never, I'd never seen. That movie. Is, oh, people Empire have been Records telling me. I like Empire Records. People have been telling me to see that movie because of my, you know my general interest in the music biz. People yeah. been telling me to see that movie for years and years and years. They're like, you'll love it. That movie is so mediocre and basic. It's it's it's, it's yeah. It's not as good as I remember it to be. I started watching it again once. I was like, oh, it's not so good. I watched it on but a like, plane right. back back from train plane back from Seattle recently just because it's six hours. I got to. I had to do something. Um, but I, so I was watching it and then I was, I was stopping and then I was going to like, I don't know, maybe the King Kong movie or something, but I, I hated both of them. So I was like, let me at least finish one of them. Anyway, um, I don't know how I even got there. Okay, let's get back to Game of Thrones. So um, there's, I will say to listeners, we do sometimes do spoilers that we found on Reddit. I'm not doing that this time, although this is basically I came across an interesting theory uh, of of what the White Walkers might want, uh, what their ultimate motivation is. It's something that hasn't really been covered in the show or the books, like what their real motivation is. They're just seen as like just straight up bad guys. Oh, there's no motivation in the books? No, no, it's it's huh. whatever the same. Like, I mean, the books. First of all, the books have only really gotten up to like that hard home battle, right? Um, as far as like big, big White Walker others incidences, like they're 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 few and far between. And no, they still don't like. As far as we can tell, they just seem like they like they want to kill men and yeah, build an army. But clearly, if they have that relationship with Craster, where Craster gives up his his sons to the to the Night's King, um, right. then turns them into White Walkers, you know, there's some sort of he is. It's it 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 seems like there's planning, and it seems like if they can communicate enough to set a negotiation with Craster, then they can talk in some way or or I don't know gesture effectively <laughs> to convey whatever they want. Um, but so 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 I this has been something that you know there's a lot of YouTube channels that that get into various aspects of Game of Thrones because I've been thirsting for Game of Thrones I've watched pretty much all of them over the past uh, year year and a half um, and I just came across a really interesting theory about what the Night Walkers or Night King ultimately wants to summarize I'll, I'll give you the really quick and dirty version. And then I'll give you a little explanation. Um, and this is a theory about what might happen in season eight. So I, I'm not saying this is, it's pure speculation. But if you don't want any spoilers, I would stop now because this does seem plausible. Okay. Do it. Are you, are you okay with me telling you this? Yeah. Okay. Spoil away. So the short version is the Night's King wants John and Daenerys' child. That's the super short to the point version. The reasoning behind that is because it's 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 there's three different points here basically. First of all, the, there's an assumption that the wall was built not by humans and the children of the forest just to keep the White Walkers out. It's rumored that the White Walkers were also a, par, a negotiating party in an overall truce between all three of them, and the deal was that the the White Walkers helped the men build the wall as a demarcation line just to say men will never go above it and the White Walkers will never go below it. And um, the reason this happened uh, was just because of a war between, um, you know, all through. Are you what are you doing? Sorry, sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> something, something was annoying me. It's like you're like bed. adjusting <laughs> like covers and stuff. I'll tell you exactly what I was doing. Okay. I was looking at my sheets and they pissed me off. And I said, these got to come off my bed right now. And so then I started taking okay. them off. If you, the could, bed. if you could hold off sorry. on that last just for one, a little last, while. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was, I was compelled. I don't know what Okay. No, me. I get it. I, get I just that had to come. do it. I had I got to. I'm done now. I've, I'm done. Look, I've, no, I'm I've done. had that. I've had that. <laughs> I've had that before as well. That's fine. I was just, I was just wondering if I felt, I was like, is he getting under the covers and then trying to get comfortable and like having a hard time getting comfortable? <laughs> I like that too. That's not a good idea. <laughs> it's like, damn, how cold is it? Isn't in his apartment? Um, so anyway, to back up. So the, the 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 ice, the White Walkers essentially helped build the ice wall as part of an overall truce. But um, okay, so there's that's part A. Part B is that um, in terms of the the people, the babies that the Night's King turns into White Walkers, not the Whites, which are just the zombies. The Whites are the zombies. The White Walkers are essentially his lieutenants. Right. So the, the lieutenants are formed by him turning the babies, and apparently he has to do that from a young age. So, or else he, he can't turn them, really. They just become zombies if they're over the age of, you know, infants. Um, so there's that. Third thing is um, that Craster, these babies, may be descended from a Targaryen bloodline long, long time ago. So he, he huh. the Night King is looking for Targaryen blood. Part part four is that the Starks are also known to have magical blood, bloodline. They come from a very old family. They're able to, to warg. Um, we've seen that. We know Bran has, you know, warging abilities. John has some mi- minor warging abilities. Um, John you know, does? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hinted at in the books, I think more so than the show, but he can war. Okay. The rumor is that when <laughs> he, me. when he was killed by his Night's Watch brothers, uh, he actually warged into Ghost shortly before he actually died. And then uh, Melisandre was able to bring him back by essentially warging him back into his body. Huh. So that's how he lived. But that's just a rumor. That's not, that's not, just a, a fan theory. So anyway, this other, this this other fan theory says that oh and this also gets into azora high which is what um, melisandre talks about a lot uh danny daenerys talks about a lot that rhaegar uh who's daenerys brother apparently studied and knew about the story of azora high which translates to the prince that was promised this is okay. old azora high is uh that phrase comes from valerian which is an old city the targaryen family are from valeria um, they're the only family living from from that. Anyway, uh, getting into it, the Azor High means the prince or the princess that was promised. And throughout the show, it's set up to where Daenerys thinks that she is maybe the princess that was promised. It's rumored, oh. it looks to be that maybe Jon Snow might be the prince that was promised. Melisandre initially thought that Stannis Baratheon was the prince that was promised. I don't know how that happened. Like She really whiffed with that. Um, but... This this new fan theory that I'm about to get into that involves the Night King wanting Jon Snow, the child of Jon Snow and Daenerys, is actually a, a different read on the phrase, the prince that was promised. So the prince that was promised ostensibly means the prince that was promised to the wider community to save everybody from the White Walkers, right? The other read on that is that there was a prince who was promised to the Night's King, meaning we promise to give you the prince 
this is the promise. We, the prince that was promised is the prince that was promised to the Night King in order to fulfill the truce. So this means that the initial truce that was made 8,000 years ago was that if you help us build this wall and you stay north, we'll give you the, the final prince of Targaryen Stark blood, and you can use him as your replacement. So the Night's King is looking for his own replacement. You turn this mm. child into another White Walker who eventually will replace you. We make that, that's the prince that's promised to the Night King. And okay. that's the theory. And the theory is that the reason he, why the White Walkers have come back is because he knows that Daenerys and Jon Snow are are back and and are going to get together and going to have a child. And that child is going to be due to the Night's King. Night's King is essentially coming to collect on that bargain. And the theory goes further that what's going to happen is that Bran is going to realize this, that this was the promise made 8,000 years ago. And he's going to inform John. John's going to believe him. John's going to say to Daenerys, hey, we got to give our baby to the Night's King. Daenerys is going to say, fuck off. We'll kill him instead. And John is going to have to going to have to kill Daenerys, take the baby, give it to the Night's King. Night's King will turn around and leave. The end. Wow. Everyone's sad. All right. (laughs) I mean, for me, it's like, what I really liked about it is like the flip on the phrase, the prince that was promised, because it it hadn't occurred to me that, that, that that phrase could be read two different ways. The prince that was promised to the to society, to people, or the prince that was promised in this truce to the nice king. You give up the prince, which is the son, meaning the prince, they specifically say the prince too. The prince indicates that it's the child. I, I, okay, okay. I get it. And that makes what do you kind think? of makes sense. It does make sense, but how does he know that they're gonna get together? Well, that's the thing. I mean, he would have to have like some, it would, it would have to either be like, you know, there's, yeah, someone would really have to predict the future with some yeah. real pinpoint accuracy in order for, or, or maybe it's just a feeling like you could feel it in the air. Oh, maybe. Right, right. Or maybe he doesn't when dragons know come back. Like maybe he doesn't know it's them specifically, but he knows that he's owed. And so yeah. he's coming to collect. Yeah, he was owed at a certain time. You know, yeah. he sees the thing is the, another part of the series that he's had. They say he's had chances to kill John, and he hasn't. Now, the only real chance he had to kill John was um, in season seven when they were stranded, and all the the whites were surrounded the ice lake. And it's like John and his crew of seven people when they're trying to capture the white to bring him back. And Daenerys right. has to come save them. Now, one read on that is like he knew Daenerys would come with a dragon. He wanted a dragon and he waited till Daenerys came so he could kill a dragon and take it. Okay. Yeah, that one was kind of curious. I guess we'll never know the, the true motivation. And also, he needs John and Daenerys to be alive to produce a baby. I mean, it, if it's all about him just finding a replacement for himself, like I need, I need another super magic being. I mean, I get it. That is like, you know, that's the ultimate throne, I guess. The the white the white throne. Right. Um, it is. And, but I don't know. Are you are you feel let down if that's going to be the ending? 
Um, yeah, I, don't li- real... I don't. I don't like that as an ending, but I like that idea that he's coming for something that he like, not just for just destruction for destruction's right. sake, but right. like, yeah, I'm coming because this was, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, this was part of our agreement, and this was promised to me, and mm-hmm. I'm coming for it now. Yeah. Coming to collect, coming to collect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The rent's too motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's, he's ringing the doorbell like that, like that, like that ghost that just rang your doorbell. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. So I, I like that idea. I mean, I don't completely buy this theory, but I like that theory. Uh-huh. It, it could work, but I think we were going back and forth over text, and I was like, well, yeah. you know, hard, hard home. That lieutenant did come for John. He tried to kill John, yeah. but yeah, then he, he had that close. Valerian steel. He found that Valerian, his yeah. Valerian steel, and killed him. And I will say that that does seem like a plot hole to this overall theory because, like, that lieutenant definitely was trying to kill John. Like, no, he mm-hmm. wasn't holding back. It was not like he's about to be ready to, to go. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, was, yeah. and he was surprised that the that his sword, like, like right. there was that didn't, look of surprise didn't in his destroy face. John's sword. He was exactly. like, oh, what's what is this? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I, but I like, but I like that idea. I, yeah. I want, I, I want. I think that whoever came up with that like feels the same same way that I do. There need, I need some, you need some like greater greater purpose. They can't just be mindless beings that are just right. out to destroy everything. There needs, I need something. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I'll, I'll say like uh, as I as we said many times before, like the run Reddit thread did accurately predict um season seven and if you go back to episode 25 uh that's that's where we we lay it out um i i have been keeping tabs on things and there has been no similar uh breakdown of of the episodes like there 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 have been some there's obviously because they shoot on sets that are outdoors and people with like you know zoom in lenses can take photos so there's tons of photos of stuff that happens um, during the shoots, like there's Winterfell is on fire, um, in, in some, um, some set photos and stuff. And you can see mm. stuff, um, but there's no viable breakdown of, of plot elements in the same way that there was for season seven. So, you know, we, and that's fine with me. Like if there are spoilers, I probably won't be able to resist reading them, but I'm also content to go in totally fresh and, you know, just see what happens as it happens. Yeah. Me, me too. I mean, I like a good spoiler, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy it's coming back. That's yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, I'm just happy it's back. I'm, I'm ready to see Arya steal some faces and kill people. Too. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just ready for it for all of it, yeah. uh, and it's gonna be a little, you know, it's gonna be bittersweet when it's over. But um, yeah, you know, it's some one of the best series that's ever been. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, it. I will say it did take me a while to get into it, even as it like I I started watching. I think when season two, right before season two was going to air, is when I started watching season one. Right. And I did get into it, but I was never like, like I was upset, like with Breaking Bad or The Wire or Mad Men. Like I was like, I have to see it as it airs. Like I didn't get that for Game of Thrones until like season six. Yeah, where it's like, I, like I was like, oh, this, this is good. This is definitely very good quality. I just wasn't passionate about it until like I definitely hit the tipping point, like during season six, like as season six was there. Then I was like, fuck, this is 
I gotta, I gotta be in, I gotta be in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree that it was like, yeah, I usually don't watch like day of because I don't have the TV. So I do just the HBO go. Exactly. And like sometimes, you know, I would, but I would always start, I would always watch it on Sunday night, like no matter what. It wouldn't necessarily be whatever time it airs. I think it's 10. Is it air at 10? Whatever. Uh, nine or 10, yeah. Yeah, and I usually would go to sleep. Like Sunday night was my, usually, you know, I, I have my shit where I like to get ready for the week and go to sleep right. kind of early. Yep. But I'd always be waiting for Game of Thrones. I was like, oh, oh, it's past the time. Let me, let me turn this on, fire it up, like, no matter what. Like I was, was well, ready to I'll, go. I'll give you a good, a good uh, pro tip here. Um, with if you have HBO now or HBO Go, like you don't have to wait till it's over. Like it, they put it up as soon as it. Oh, airs. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would always watch. I was, I would be like, I would be fully ready for bed, right? And so yeah. I'd like do all so my in, stuff and like under, right. under the covers, getting comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> under the covers, getting comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were some. You, you, there were some definitely like some memorable moments, like when uh, when the mountain killed my man. Um, oh that, yeah, when he, when he killed the prince, that was like at the end of the episode too. I had to go to sleep with that. I was like, <gasps> yeah, it's like his whole head exploded. Yeah, it's like damn, that, and the prince had that. He was just too busy talking trash the whole time. Like just kill him. Busy just parties. kill him. Yes. He's a party Dang. boy, though. That's, that's but that what was they his do. personality, right? Yeah, exactly. He was Stay party true boy. To the personality. He had to let him. He had to let him know that he beat him. But then it was like, mm-hmm. damn, that big motherfucker got put that arm out. Game over. Game over, man. Game over. Yeah, I can't even watch that. I tried to rewatch that fight. I had to stop yeah. when once the mountain was on the ground and he started walking around. You you murdered and raped. Once he started all that, I was like, yeah. I, now I'm now I'm done with the episode because I, I can't watch him lose now. Yeah. <laughs> go back, go back and watch it. It's good. It's good. Good scene. No, no, I won't. Um, <laughs> but, but it's it's also an interesting show in that. I don't know. I don't think they did this on purpose. I mean, it sort of happens to me with all of these types of shows, but you, you, they, they almost like make you go back and rewatch previous episodes. Yeah. Just, just to like see certain things. And a couple of times people were talking. I didn't know what they were saying. And they're saying names. You don't know these names yeah. are attached to and they don't mean anything to you till you go back and watch. And you're like, oh, okay. And everyone sort of looks the same in the beginning too. You can't, yep. like, I had trouble telling people apart. And well, uh, yeah. yeah, I, I will say, like, I, I am doing a rewatch and I'm also reading the books at the same time. And like, the books definitely help help you keep tabs on stuff because it goes into way more depth. So you spend more time with a lot of the characters. And okay. so when you see them on the show, it's like, oh, yeah, I know. I mean, you know what's going to happen. But I, I'm, I'm definitely finding stuff as I rewatch. Like, I think I'm in season three or whenever, like, Brienne is escorting Jamie back to King's Landing and he's looking all raggedy. Um, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't pick up on any of this. And, like, Kit Catlin's uh, extended okay. family and, like, her brother and they're doing all this stuff. Like... Yeah, there's there's tons of shit. Right, so. there's so so much that happens. All right, well, we can wrap up on that note. Um, All right, good episode. Any closing thoughts? Um, Super Bowl pick. Oh gosh, it's kind of a toss up. The last I saw, the line was only two point five. Yeah, it's um, close. But I'm gonna go Rams. Rams are gonna come through. Really? Okay. That's my heart. My brain tells me that the Patriots are gonna win. Yeah. But, what, what, is your, what, is your, what is your rent money say? 
Patriots. If I had to make a bet, a rent rent, money bet, I would bet bet on the the Patriots, yeah. Okay. All right. Which sucks. Um, Yeah. yeah. I'm going to – yeah. I don't, honestly, I so I so so wanted uh, New Orleans to play Kansas City. That I'm so that that's the reason I'm not watching because I really really wanted New Orleans to play Kansas City. And I hope it's entertaining because those two championship games were two of like the best games of the year. Oh, they were the great. They were so exciting to they watch. Were great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I hope there's another blackout actually, like that, like that Baltimore game a few years ago. There's a blackout that lasts the whole. Oh yeah, that was San Francisco, right? The whole, yeah. the whole week. I hope there's a blackout that lasts the whole week. They can't even play. They have to go. They have to play it in Lambeau Field for some reason. <laughs> it's a blackout at every other football. I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I hope. It, Eat, eat something green. That, that was my segue to the Green Bay. Eat something green. All right. This was this podcast. We are. All right. <laughs>